Welcome ladies, welcome back to Joe Space, a place where you can discover who you are, empower yourself, and become the ultimate woman I know that you're destined to be. Be an advocate for self-love. You are who you are. Well, hello ladies, welcome back. I am your host, Ariana, and let's get the discussion popping. Okay, so today we're on day five of our mental wellness check-in. So day five's theme is self-esteem. I just want to take a quick moment and thank you guys for all my new followers on Instagram. Like, thank you guys for really showing support because I have, I just, it's it's just mind-blowing to me that you know, how far, you know, my page has came, you know what I mean? I'm still working on, you know, bettering um, this podcast. But again, like I always preach, take it one day at a time. So I know that soon I'll start getting the recognition with the specific podcast. But as far as the Instagram page goes, I'm very grateful. Like I've been getting DMs from many different women, really proud of what I'm doing. You know, I've been getting comments too, that a lot of women are really proud that I'm you know, speaking on these issues, especially, you know, I just got a, um, a comment recently saying thank you of what I do, but, you know, she gave me constructive criticism on like, you know, next time for stuff like that, use a trigger warning. Cause you know, yesterday's theme was self-harm and, you know, I did not even think about that. I just did not, I, I did not think about that at all, but you know, I thank you so much. You know, if you tune into this episode, I really thank you so much for giving me that constructive criticism. I like to always take constructive criticism to better myself and better the page overall. You know what I mean? I'm very, very grateful of, you know, how Juice Base is becoming. So now let's get into the um this conversation. So today's conversation is on self-esteem and we're going to talk about every aspect of self-esteem you know, self-esteem with, you know, with our parents, with relationship, with peers, but, you know, and then within ourselves with um, social media. But we're going to start right now with um, the first subtopic of that, you know, people that impacts our self-esteem and how we perceive ourselves is our parents. So I grew up in a household of, you know, all women, you know what I mean? My mom, she's a single mother. My mom is Puerto Rican, you know, she's a very strong, strong woman, you know, a woman because like she honestly is very strong and I admire her strongness and everything else. Only thing I say that with um, that she played an impact on my self-esteem is making it seem like with certain things that I do, I wasn't like it was the end of the world of how she went about things because my mom has this thing where when she gets angry, she likes to, like, go ballistic, like a whole new person. And honestly, to me, you know, I get where she's coming from, but how she perceived it, you know, um, it just didn't come out right. And when she gets angry, very, very angry, she likes to say certain things like that. And when she gets frustrated, um, you know, a little mini story time is that, you know, recently when I was in school and, um, you know, she picked me up from my dorm, was supposed to have dinner with her friend, her best, her childhood best friend. And basically, you know, it was going to be me, her and her friends and her friend's husband. Um, my mom wanted to take a weird way to go to Wooden Tap because we was in near my, you know, school. 
And as we were driving, I guess the GPS was taking us, you know, a very different way. And instead of her, you know, being okay and her just being frustrated and, and, you know, instead of being frustrated, she got very frustrated where she said very stupid, um, very crazy things to me. She's calling me stupid. You know, you don't listen, you know, and stuff like that. You know, and I, I love my mom. I really, really do. But sometimes, you know, like I said, when she get upset, she can say very hurtful things. And those negative things really, again, breaks me down with my self-esteem. Like, like, am I stupid? Am I not good enough? You know what I mean? That's what sometimes a parent, family, family members do. You know what I mean? They always like to, sometimes if they're not happy within their self, you know, just how negative people are, they like to reflect that negativity that they perceive them, themselves onto you. And I know if you pray, probably had, you know, family members like that, well, most definitely in like my family, you know, I talked about briefly with the generational curse in the women in our family. It's ridiculous, which is why I'm trying to break that cycle. And I'm very, very happy that, you know, I each milestone I'm, you know, I'm making like, you know, with my business becoming a, you know, self-entrepreneur, you know, I'm almost done with school. I'll be graduating in 2022 since I switched my major. You know, even though I'm a senior in college, I am a junior standing on my transcript, but you know, that's okay because again, it's baby step, you know, you can't rush to the finish line. You always got to take your time and really like enjoy the view. You know what I mean? So that's what I honestly been doing. And, you know, when family members, they always like to, you know, weigh you down and stuff like that, especially if you come from a very toxic family, you know, it could be your mother, it could be your father, you know what I mean? They all will say certain things to make you feel like you're not good enough. But what you ladies have to understand that you are good enough. Don't let nobody perception of you make you feel like you're not because you are. And those are the things that honestly really make us not believe in ourselves and have tremendously lack of self-love. Another thing I say that my family have, you know, play a part of like my lower self-esteem. My mom never really gave me, you know, the talk about boys. You know what I mean? And with that, you know, I had to look for love in the wrong places. Like she didn't even talk, give me the talk about sex. <laughs> and I honestly, tremendously, like as like with my business and now I'm, I'm, you know, learning, I have this theory where, you know, it has, you have to teach kids at a young age, you know what I mean? Not a young age, but you have to give them the talk when they're ready because sex honestly is, is a mature thing to do. You have to be mature for mentally, emotionally, before you take that aspect in your life. You know what I mean? I waited, I lost my virginity at 18. You know what I mean? But when I lost my virginity at 18, it was something new to me. So I wanted to do this all the time, not realizing, you know, that I have to value myself as a person. So with that, my, you know, I wish that my mom would have had that conversation with me you know, it honestly played a big role of me not loving myself that I should love myself. So, you know, now that I am, you know, really, you know, focusing on myself and everything else I have to do, I want to shed light on that family dynamic aspect because some family members really like, really do play a really big role of lack of self-love within yourself. And I want to make that, you know, um, apparent that, whatever they say about you is not true. You know what I mean? You are amazing beings. Like you ladies are all amazing beings, which is why I want you ladies to 
find that self-love within yourself. You know what I mean? So let's go to our next second subtopic, which is um, peers. I'm going to leave relationship for last because I have a lot to say about relationships. But with peers, um, you know, I was made fun of and bullied when I was in middle school. Um, a lot of my peers made it seem like I was ugly. And that's what my what I perceived to be because I didn't I wasn't into like all these girls when I was in the sixth grade. I wasn't into makeup at that time. I wasn't really into boys at the time. You know, I mean, I, I find boys attractive, but I wasn't like my my mindset wasn't there. I still my you know, I still was a kid. I was still playing with Barbie dolls. You know what I mean? I still had that kid like that kiddish mentality. I wasn't ready to take that step. And, you know, with boys and dating, you know what I mean? Because what my mom taught me, she didn't want me talking to no boys. So I was afraid to even talk to boys, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, or her find out that I had a crush on a boy because, you know, I her, her, like, perception of it. So I had a lot of girls, you know, make fun of me, call me stupid and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? And, you know, that's where my insecurity with make, making female friends come from is that with the lack of self-esteem because I just kept getting hurt by multiple girls that I just felt that I wasn't good enough. So I stood to myself, you know, even now I stick, I only have a small group, like a small, like I only have, actually, no, I have one best friend and that's my childhood best friend. But as far as me, you know, mingling with females, I get intimidated and I get afraid. So I just stick to myself and I don't like to talk because I feel like they're going to judge me like how they judge me with, um, in you know middle school and that right right there my friends is my insecurity you know what I mean and as far as with um guys you know I remember a little story time I liked this little Mexican boy in my school and um you know he was really cute to me and honestly when I um told him that I liked him he was like he told me that he didn't feel the same way and as you know when he said that I dropped and I let it go but then when he embarrassed me, had his friends embarrass me in front of him and made and had and his friend allow his friend to make him, you know, call me up and be like, hey, Ariana, come right here for a second. And I'm, you know, I'm like, OK, he was like, I really like you. And I'm like, you do. Again, he was my crush. So I got super excited. But then when he says, psych, why would I like you? You're ugly again. That knocked my self-esteem way below the notches. So after that, I just did not like myself and stuff like that. And that's like a key point that made my low self-esteem as I got older to my teen years and then now in my adult years. So now we're on to subtopic three, relationships. And this is the biggest part where it messed up my self-esteem because Again, boys. My it started with my family. You know what I mean. Um, um. I right now, you know, I'm in a better place, but I'm still working on it. But like, why I started with family dynamic first with self esteem is because sometimes in these type of situation, it does start with the people, you know, that you that failed you the most. That situation is both my family, my mo- my mom and my dad. I don't want to go into much of my dad because it's like a very 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 long story. So I just stick with my mom. But, you know, my dad played is the first man that broke my heart. 
honestly. He is the first man that broke my heart. He is now trying to make amends, which I'm like, you know, I'm giving, I'm, you know, giving him props for it. And I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. But honestly, he is the first man that broke my heart. And that, um, by him being that way, I looked for love in the wrong places. He didn't give me the guidance of how a man should treat me because my family was so want to shelter me that they shelter me from real life problems. And that's what I, you know, I don't agree that you should shelter your child way too much because when they're ready, when they get older and they need to fly, they're not going to know what to do because that would happen to me when I went to college. I was by myself in college. My mother was around. My dad wasn't around. So I went buck wild. Most definitely, most definitely buck wild. And, um, you know, what I like to talk about this channel is like my pr promiscuity, like act, you know what I mean? I was very promiscuous. I look for love in the wrong places. So when I did lose my virginity and after that, I opened my legs to anyone that showed me attention, not understanding that nobody should not enter your womb that they're not worthy of. You know what I mean? You have to really understand the ladies. No one should be entering your womb that is not worthy to be in your womb. And that's what I didn't understand. So when I used to date, you know what I mean? I wanted to be something that I was totally not. And I blame kind of social media for that because social media has this perception of like that, that like saying, you know, perfection is illusion. And the reason I got that, you know, phrase from Adeline Bird, who is a um, self-love author who I'm giving her a shout out today on our Instagram page for our today's theme with self-esteem because she talks about self-esteem and how to boost it with different aspects on self-love. And, you know, she gave that perfect idea, you know, perfection is illusion. And honestly it is. And with, you know, social media, they like to promote that, you know, to get attention, you have to show your goodies to the world, like show your breasts, show your butt, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing any woman who feel the need to do that because if you feel like that makes you more confident to do that so, you know, then do that. That's your way of you feeling self-love within yourself. But, I, you know, I personally used to, you know, do thirst traps. And because, you know, thirst traps work, you know, when you show a little bit of skin, you're going to have mad guys flooding your comments, flooding your DMs, and be like, oh, I want to talk to you, this, that, and the third. So that honestly that ego went up like in my head and it just expanded because I became so egotistical and so not understanding the value within myself. So a lot of, um, you know, of these times when I used to do so, I didn't understand why these guys didn't take me seriously. It's not until now that I do. I didn't love myself. So by me, you know, being showing a little bit of cleavage and showing that it's opening the gate for a man to disrespect me because I, I did it to myself. You know what I mean? I did that to myself. And honestly, I do regret it, but I know that those are life lessons that I had to experience now rather than later. And honestly, I, you know, that's why I'm not dating right now honestly, because I need to take this time for myself to be single. Yeah, I talked to guys here and there. You know, I went on a date yesterday, which is why I didn't post too much after the snippet of the podcast episode. I waited this morning to do so because I was out all day. But, you know, he was cool. It's just, you know, it's just, I guess, like, I'm not ready. I guess, like, you know, I'm so picky now what I know what I want and I know my worth that I 
the littlest thing it just turns me off so I like to be reserved and like you know step back and that's that is caused by my um it's again lack of self-esteem and insecurity because I have been hurt so much by men that I just it's just like it's a defense mechanism so you know I'm now reading a really tremendously book I'm gonna do a book review on it like in future episodes but it's by this author. Um, I think I know her first name. I'm blanking on her last name. Her name is Shonda. And the title of this book is Do, Don't Be a Wife to a Boyfriend. Again, let me let that sink in. Don't be a wife to a boyfriend. And I'm reading it. And honestly, that book just like, she wrote that book for me because everything that she says in that book, you know, I have experienced in my life. So I do recommend when I do that book review um, in later episodes, you ladies take a read because honestly, life changing. And, you know, as I'm reading, you know, I see these, these habits that she had and these habits that I had. Um, again, well, how I started with this, it starts with the fam- um, family dynamic, you know, family for her, the first person that broke her heart was her dad. Same thing like mine's, you know what I mean? Um, her second thing was she was, she went on a first date She's seen that first day as they're going to be together forever. Same thing with me because I was so hopeful. And then I got disappointed in the end. Another reason where she let a, a guy, you know, eight months, did not ask what they are. The guy dragged her along. And then she and then she, she found out that that the guy she was talking to was trying to talk to her homegirl. That happened to me. I had to um, cut that. But that was a while ago. I actually am glad I did. I was talking to this guy and, um, you know, he was very nice. He was very interesting. And, you know, we always motivate each other to do better. And he always motivated to do better, too. I remember recently we had a conversation during quarantine, I'll say, like, the beginning. And we talked about for all night, I guess, like, to, towards, like, 3 a.m. And he was at work, you know, because he works overnight. So he was on break. And we're talking. And he's telling me all these things where, again, he said, I wouldn't mind having you being the mother of my child and stuff like that. And again, me knowing my worth. I don't want to get pregnant before I get married. You know, that's a realistic, you know, worth I'm putting on myself right now. I don't want to get ma- I don't want to get pregnant and have a child before I get married. And that's just a family vow that I'm trying to start to break my generational curse in my family because a lot of women have children out of wedlock. There's nothing wrong having children out of wedlock. Or, um, you know, having children with a person and then, you know, you guys don't believe in marriage and you guys are just happy being boyfriend and girlfriend. That is totally not wrong at all. That's your preference. That's what you feel. Then go for it. But for me, for my personal experience, my opinion, I want to be married. I just want to break that cycle because too many women in my family have settled for boyfriend, um, for being baby moms and being girlfriends and they kept getting hurt time after time. So I told him, I was like, listen, I just feel like I'm not going to have a child with you out of wedlock if we're not in a relationship. I told him straight up like that. I, I, I understand you care about me and you and stuff like that, but you're confused on what you want to do and what you're not. And you're not going to drag me along for having me wait for you. And that right there, my friend, was me sticking up for myself and knowing my self-worth before the Ariana before would be like, oh, okay, like I don't mind. But now that I really 
am starting to love myself and really, really be the best woman that I need to be. I know my worth and I'm not going to settle because I settle so much for different people. Uh, my last relationship, I settled. You know, my last relationship, you know, we want he wanted to be exclusive with me. And I did too, but I was afraid that he was talking to multiple girls. So I had guys on the side, you know, but I was still single. You know what I mean? We didn't we didn't talk about being exclusive exclusive with each other yet. So he made a point that we talked and he was like, I noticed you were talking to multiple guys. I'm not sure what you're doing. You're confusing me, this and the third. I was like, Well, I'm not sure what you're doing too, but if you want to be exclusive, I'll stop talking to these other guys and I'll I will, you know, focus my time and energy on you, which I did. So my ex went back, you know, home because, you know, he's not from my state. He's from New York. He's from Brooklyn, actually. And he basically, you know, had a friend, you know, best friend and stuff like that. And they've been friends for a very long time. And yeah, he slept with her. And I didn't know until, you know, after he came to visit me. When after he drove back from New York to his job in Massachusetts, where it was not that far from my, you know, um, college in my state, we you know we on our date. I, you know, like ironically, I went to go protest um, recently in, you know, Glastonbury, Connecticut, where I'm from, and in the area, um, I see the restaurant that he took me on my first date. So I'm talking to my cousin about it. I'm like, dang, like this is just bringing back memories and stuff like that, you know, of me thinking about him. So we went on a, a hibachi place, you know what I mean? And we, you know, it was great. And then that night, you know, we shared um, sexual act, act with each other. And after that, the next day, he woke up very early because he had to go back to work and this and the third. And we're talking and stuff like that. I'm in one of my classes and he hits me up and say, I have to talk to you. And when I hear I have to talk to you, my every time my stomach, my heart just drops to my stomach all the time. It's just that butterfly effect. I get so nervous, like very, very nervous. So I thought that he wanted to stop talking to me because I really, really liked him. So that was my fear. So he tells me about the situation with him and his best friend. And when I tell you I was livid, I was like livid. I went off on him. But I stayed. I stayed. I should have left. But I stayed. I was like, I'm putting my pride to the side and I'm maybe he won't do it again. And then, you know, our relationship was great. It was, you know what I mean? I got comfortable with him. And then when he broke up with me, everything in my life, everything just around me just shattered. And that's where my self-esteem just went. Drop. Pin, like, like just a pin drop to the floor. And I was sad and I was upset. And, I, and that's where all those previous topics I talked recently for this, um, this like 10 day program, all just wrapped up in one for me. And I was very, very angry. And I was very, very sad. You know what I mean? I was so confused. And I should have blocked him and I should have not talked to him, but I kept his number. I didn't block him, didn't block him at all. Next thing you know, he calls me. He was like, when are you going back to school? And I told him, I was like, you know, soon. He was like, I want to help you move in. So I talked to my mom about it. He came over, he spent the night. My mom, you know, didn't have this. My mom doesn't like 
us sleeping in the same bed. So the closest thing of me and him could sleep together was in our my um recliner um sofa in, in my living room. And you know, I I'm holding on to him. I'm falling asleep. He's playing with my hair. You know, he's looking at me. I could feel it. I could feel his heart. I could feel my heart. I was being very fast. I was so nervous. He kisses me. And then I'm so confused. He unpacked. I I should have told him, go, like, see you later. Asked him, do you want to spend the night with me? He did. The morning, we have sex. Next thing you know, he walks me to my first class of starting semester, and he drove back home. Then we text for a little bit. Then the texting completely stops. And then I call him thinking, yeah, you know, everything's going to be okay and stuff like that. You know, maybe maybe we might get back together. We talked about it. And his thing was, it wasn't I'm sorry like for leading you on. Sorry, I just won't do it again. And again, that made my self-esteem just go really, really low. So at the time, my first semester of my junior year, I was in a really bad place because of that. It was just so much going on, like pain from self-esteem from my family, started with my family, to, you know, self-esteem issues and, and, and like and insecurities with making female friends, to falling, fall, like basically finding love in all the wrong places. You know what I mean? I was a wreck. All those played together with my self-esteem. And my point is, um, my point to my little story time and like my different breakup to it is that ladies, you really have to love yourself and who you are as a person. You can't let no man, can't let your family, can't let peers dictate your life and whatever they say make you feel like you're not good enough. Because that's what I felt. I felt like I wasn't good enough. But now I know I'm good enough. I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm smart. I know my value. I know my worth. And one day I'm going to meet that, that person. But right now I'm just... God is God is not ready for me to take that step in my life. You know what I mean? And here are some tips for you to, you know, boost up your self-esteem. Affirmations. I talk about this all the time. I am such a powerful word. When you say I am beautiful, you know, go in the mirror, look yourself in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am amazing. And you will see a different dynamic and positivity radiance oozing right out of you. You know, another thing is say no, know your boundaries. If you don't like something, say something, stick up for yourself because you are your own advocate. You know, you always have to stick up for yourself. Another thing you got ladies need to understand is um, another tip is basically put yourself first. You know, take this time to like for self-care. Self-care is like the biggest stuff in your self-love journey. You know what I mean? Take this time to, you know, love yourself. Don't compare yourself to others because once you compare yourself, you're not really being happy with yourself within. And, you know, another thing that you ladies have to understand that you guys are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful souls. You just have to believe it within yourself. You know what I mean? Which is why I came up here to tell you guys my story. You know, I love to be um, raw and authentic. And, you know, I like to, you know, not hold back. Because I want you ladies, you know, use my story as to- as teaching tools for you guys to know what not to do. And, you know, and that's why I'm saying, like, someone told me, 
use your pain to help others. And that's my purpose, to use my pain of what I experienced and my traumatic experience to help you ladies. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are gorgeous. Don't let any man, your family, or peers walk all over you. If you feel like things are not going well, like I said, you can personally DM me. I know some of my followers have been doing that. I'm currently having a conversation one um one right now. You know, I like even though I'm I can just listen to you. You know, I can listen to you and give you the best advice. You want to share, you know, comment on our Instagram on page below. Like my page is like a support group. You know, I'm no one's gonna judge you. No one's gonna judge you. I don't tolerate negativity and I don't I do not tolerate people, you know, putting others down. I believe in sisterhood and I believe that we all have gone through many tremendous things. But like as women of color, we need to stick together and we need to love each other and we need to bring each other up. No more fighting over guys. No more, you know, seeing us fight over anything or or bash each other on social media or talk to or call us bitches and hoes and you hoes ain't on my level. No more of that. You have to really love yourself. You know what I mean? We have to love each other. So that's all I have to say. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys tomorrow for day six. Have a good day. Hey, ladies, do you want to be part of the Jewel's Face family? Then come follow us on Instagram at jewelsface.self and for more quality content and discussion and also interaction with me, Ariana.